When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinemile. It's the podcast where we used to walk home from the movies. Uh, but now we're watching movies that are released exclusively on streaming services, like <laughs> this one with uh, Gerard Butler. Which I think came out like a month ago. Uh, yeah, so we are on trend. <laughs> we're hot on the pulse <laughs> of streaming releases. So um, we heard this was good. It's been recommended to us by uh, quite a few people. And, and um, long-term listeners will know that we love Gerard Butler action movies. Um, well, we went to see one mixed bag, what, I'd say. 2019 with our very good friend Nick, who is an emergency planner, and we went to see Angel has fallen with him, and we were gonna. And go you went to Geostorm with him, I which I missed Geostorm out on. I, that, that looked like a cracking movie, like a just stupid disaster I know, movie, right? Um, and it was very enjoyable. So we wanted to watch this with Nick, but it was not meant to be. COVID gets in the way yet again. But we're pumped and we're going to watch it tonight. We're recording now as we walk around um, on a lovely spring day. And yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about it except that it's a Jerry Butler action movie it's that's a, set it, around like something, probably something to do with it's climate. It's a disaster movie. That's right. a, that much I know. So okay. it's the geo, it's a Geostorm-esque. That's exactly uh, I, I, it, what I'm picturing. It might actually be a Geostorm sequel. Is it, at least, is it in his contract now? All I, know, I will only do natural disaster movies. <laughs> I only do movies. Geostorm movies. <laughs> I, uh, I, all I remember from the trailer, Geostorm. Let, I'm, let's spend this episode just talking about Geostorm. No, because you haven't seen I Geostorm. It to be. That, that, that thing where he's like, he, it's, it's like this um, Senate hearing or something and, and everyone's just in silence and whispering and grumbling. Then Jared Butler storms in and goes, sorry I'm late, but I had to come from outer space. <laughs> that was basically the vibe of Greenland. <laughs> like, oh no, sorry, this is Greenland. That was the vibe of that movie. So I hope great fun. it's that. If it's just some of that, then I'm sign me up. Well, I'm going to be interested on, on it because I don't know. I'm going to do some research after we oh, watch Oh, you're going to do some research? Oh. Just a little bit. I, I don't know if it was originally supposed to have a cinematic release or if it was actually commissioned by Amazon to be on the streaming service because a lot of them are like you know really big budget uh, like big screen stuff um, Geostorm did for sure so I'd be curious to see when we're watching this if it's like one of those ones that we should have been watching in a cinema or if it like quite happily sits on Amazon Yeah. so that I'm curious about do you know what this is just like my vibe this is exactly the kind of movie I want to be watching right now my brain is not ready for much else yeah. and uh, stupid, stupid disaster movie and the fact movie. that people have been saying it's good like random people have been texting me saying oh I think you'd like Greenland I'm like yes thank that's you that's actually honestly though the fact that it's supposed to be good is actually a cause for concern for me <laughs> because I don't want a good movie I want Geostorm right no but as in so good want, as in enjoyable not I good I want so bad it's good no I, I no I don't want that I mean I want an enjoyable movie uh, and I'm also just like at this point 
any vague form of like feeling like a big budget actiony like release at the moment the closest thing we're getting to that is WandaVision which we are loving um, but I want the cinematic equivalent so I'm excited we're going to watch it yeah. tonight and we will report back after we've seen it see you then see you then bye, bye. we now are getting word that the fragment has hit central Florida oh my god wait are some more pieces gonna hit come on let's go but the sky's on fire two days they got it all wrong there's a ton of fragments planet killers Space agencies are predicting an extinction-level event. We're going to be together, all right, kiddo? We're just trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's their only chance. Move back! Perimeter breach. Perimeter breach. Runway 33. Open weapons down! Allison! Nathan! Allison! Where is Ed? We'll find him. It's okay. Clark's largest fragment will hit in less than 24 hours. I swear I'm gonna get my family into that bunker. I know you will, son. If you are hearing this broadcast, seek shelter immediately. Right, we're back. We watched uh, Greenland. We're out for another walk with the kids, so I'm gonna keep this one very PG. <laughs> As opposed to our normal episode. As opposed to our normal episode. X rated explicit <laughs> chats about Jared Butler movies. So, um, we won't, if it's your first time here on the cinema, hello, welcome. Hello. Um, we don't spoil movies yet, uh, but we will be turning on to uh, a very real place that we live near called Spoiler Street shortly, in which we will give full tilt on this Jared Butler disaster <laughs> film and let's say it's going to be a pretty short review because it's it's one of those movies that we actually both enjoyed but like very quickly slips from your memory because there's not that much to unpack really. yeah but that's it I thought it was actually really good it was a surprisingly good it's a it's a it's packs a packs way more of a like an emotional punch than I was expecting yeah um, this, agree. this isn't this is a movie that's um, for a disaster movie this is more interested in uh, small-scale um, family, personal dynamics and emotions, rather than the large-scale continent uh, capital uh, capital building decision-making uh, monuments being destroyed level of uh, disaster movies, which we usually get. And it's for the most part, like, uh, it makes the movie work really well. It's almost like. I thought it was almost more of like a road movie than a disaster movie at all, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, but we won't get... We'll, we need to be careful of spoilers, but it, 100% agree with you. Like, it's all about family stakes, really low stakes. Um, well, personal person, stakes. Yeah, the stakes are high. but very, they're Extremely high, but not if one person does this one thing, the world ends. It's if one person does this one thing, they'll like lose a family member, which is the world to you. Yeah, exactly. And as a viewer... I found it it was so not what I was expecting at all like almost immediately I was incredibly emotionally gripped no. and like to the point where I was like actually like quite upset watching it because it's hard a lot it's of, a hard watch it's a lot as of a parent per- yeah mm. a lot of peril um, towards <laughs> children there was one there's one bit which we'll talk about in spoilers where we were just both just like F, like, F this movie now I, I, I don't said, know if I can do this. Yeah I actually said I can watch it So <laughs> I, I wasn't expected Because usually the big back The kind of movie I was thinking of As kind of an equivalent My thought this might be around 
was like 2012, the John Cusack movie. But it's not like that, and it's actually that, not an action movie at all. I would not class this as an action movie. Uh, Jared, Jared Butler is not an action star in this. He's just basically a dad and a husband. And <laughs> yeah, because because when you when you get into this isn't a spoiler, but when you get introduced to Jared Butler in this movie, he's like a. They've literally cast him as the everyman. He's an architect. He, he's he's like at a building site wearing a hard hat. Yeah. Talking about logging off early. And <laughs> you're just like, I'm just a normal schmuck. But I'm accent, just a normal average Joe. His accent's so weird that we spent the whole movie debating. No. I thought he was supposed to be Irish. And Dave was like, he's supposed to be Scottish. He's Turned out he to, was he's supposed to be He's just doing his own accent. He just it's has, as simple as that. It's just an odd accent that sounded sometimes like a Northern Irish accent. It's the accent of a Scottish person who has probably lived in LA, I'm guessing, for... 20 years I guess yeah so anyway the big reveal did not come at the end that he was Irish which is what I thought the plot twist was going to be why would this is infuriating (laughs) me that you were sticking your guns so hard like why would Gerard Butler make a Scottish person decide to do when he's given the opportunity to not have to put on an American accent decide (laughs) no this guy's Irish no but it wouldn't have been his decision like it would have been something to do with the plot but anyway we digress I thought it was much better than I was expecting I was it's not at all like Geostorm or 2012 or any of those movies and it's very gripping and to the point where I was like quite upset sometimes I would also say for a movie like this it uh, has very few sets and not really a big set you know it's not like big set pieces it's not like huge money spent on huge effects so I would say it's relatively low budget I, this has the feeling of a yeah a, a, um a low budget film that has made very good use of its budget it's Extremely very, it's very economical and, and, and effective I think the filmmaking on display here is, is it's really, really strong good. like this is actually it's a really really solid it's a movie. really good it, script it's really good actress uh, acting and, and yeah. it's Ma- Ma- um, Marina Baccarin I, I'm probably butchering her name it plays Jared Butler's wife in this uh, you'd, she's great you'd know her from uh, Firefly um and um, House of Cards, right? No, not House of Cards. What was that? Homeland. 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 Yeah. Think Sex and the City. She was she did a lot Lewis's, of things. Uh, but anyway, she. The, the acting is brilliant. I thought the script was really good. I really enjoyed the action. And for me, I was more riveted than this movie than I am in a lot of action movies, including like you know very big Marvel Universe ones, because any time there was any sort of action as such the stakes were huge to me because they're involving specific characters that I'm very invested in it was not like oh look there's a giant exploding robot and the world's about to end and like it was just ground it's a it's a disaster situation but following a specific family story a little bit some of it reminded me of like do you remember in Independence Day when like we would sometimes cut to like Will Smith's girlfriend and her kid yeah and and I personally find them like probably the most interesting plot, and that that's kind of be, felt yeah. very emotionally engaged. That's a, with this. that's a good call back. If you were, if you, it's like if you were to if the entire movie was from their perspective. Yeah, so it's just to me and their, was and their much, stupid Labrador. Like whilst it being lower stakes makes it higher stakes, uh, and yeah. and that's really cool. So this movie understands that and gets it right. The what other thing doing? it does is um, so often in these movies, it's like a central male character and everyone else exists around him serving a purpose of of effectively propelling his storyline and fueling his ego now unfortunately I can't remember either character's names in this movie but the wife character has Gerard I would say Marina, I think has they're... as much screen time as Jerry Butler she's autonomous she is cool 
she is not playing second fiddle to him at all. Um, she, I would call it a co-starring role. I wouldn't say that he's the lead. And I really enjoy that because it just, again, added to that there's a bit more depth to this film than a lot of these films have. However, we did, we did notice... Um, a, a couple of weird underlying you notice uh, some under, interesting underlying sexism um, in this movie that's a common thread throughout 100%. many movies like I we'll, said today which we'll come back to in spoilers well no this isn't a spoiler I said today no because you do need to reference something that happens to his character to, to do it so no probably. I don't yes you do okay fine yeah, yeah I just realised what you mean yes yeah. okay so um, <laughs> on that note I think we're, we've sort of said enough about top line I think, we'd, I think I'd recommend this oh I'd really recommend it yeah but like yeah, I'd really recommend it, but it's more I would say it's more of a family drama than an action film, so take that away before you watch it. If you're looking for like Independence Day or 2012, it's not that. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking for a hard-hitting family drama where you're on the edge of your seat concerned about like a child's health, which I have to say I wasn't quite prepared for and I got more upset than I probably should have watching some of the stuff around families. Just being an emotional time in all of our lives you know, and having what, two young kids. Do you know what? i got to say, what it re- really reminded me of, another disaster movie, was uh, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, which does the, if, the exact same thing. It's an alien invasion told through the eyes of just <laughs> every man Tom Cruise. <laughs> and his, uh, Tom Cruise and is his not an everyman. No, yeah, I'm not saying he's an effective everyman, but he's, he's strong in that movie, and the movie never, sta- never leaves... Him and his two, um, his two children, and it's it's similarly very effective because they're going through the similar thing of trying to get by in the chaos of society collapsing around them. Yeah, um, and it's uh, and and that is a very interesting. And I gotta say, there's when I watch movies like this, it it always reminds me how thin the construct of society and civilization and order is, and how quickly it can disappear. Yeah, and, and we and we saw it. You know, we saw a tiny glimpse into what could be at the beginning of 2020 with sort of like uh, toilet, paper, toilet paper and shopping panic and all this. And, and that and that was very quickly, thankfully, kind of resolved. But that's the kind of thing which can escalate, if not like to a point where suddenly it's, you know, this this movie deals with a lot of what, what could happen on the, when people are panicked and... Um, and have to make hard choices and it was like it's almost like I think that's partially why I was like a bit upset watching this movie and it like was close to the bone because we have been living in a pandemic we have experienced you know at the beginning of the pandemic particularly but like that terror of society unravelling and like being very yes. yeah, yeah. Pr- like extra protective of your family because of the situation you're in and yeah I felt like it all was a bit close to the bone um, but at the end of the day it's ultimately, you know, rather forgetful, like action film, family centered, forgettable. Um, but nonetheless, really enjoyed it. And now we are turning onto Spoiler Street. What good timing! Right. So spoilers now for uh, Greenland, available now on Prime Video. Um, actually, just before we step onto Spoiler Street, let's step onto Patreon shout out Street. <laughs> um, so we have a Patreon page over at Patreon.com forward slash the cinema where you can support the show if you like what we're doing uh, and you get access to an entirely extra podcast feed where, where we where we do tv reviews uh we're uh, just about to do one division uh we've done loads of other stuff uh we've got like 25 plus retro movie reviews that you get to choose in there loads of stuff to uh, feast, and we're just about to do on. it's a sin 
Oh yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah. If all the, all seen the good that. new shows we're talking about. Um, so um, we and you also get a shout out on the show, uh, just like the lovely people who joined uh, the Cinemile High Club in February, and they are Adrian Cash. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Sophie Ryan. Thank you, Zombie Kitty. Uh, thank you, Leanne Gale, and thank you, James. And thank you all of you for uh, donating for two or three pounds a month and we've got a new offer where you can join for a whole year up front and you get like a month free so you may be interested in doing that too and that's patreon.com forward slash the cinema now (laughs) now now we both said that at the same time that's so irish that's very irish i've noticed um our three-year-old now oscar says that as well sometimes he'll go now (laughs) now (laughs) now then (laughs) spoiler street i've not i mean I've forgotten the whole movie. Right, so let's go to start the thing where you wanted to talk about, the uh, sexism. Oh, yeah, I just pointed this out to Dave because I thought, oh, Dave might have never noticed this. In most movies, you will find when there's a man and a woman in a car, the man is always driving. I pointed it out to Dave at the start of this movie. He then spent the entire movie being blown away by the yeah, I couldn't believe this. And I was like, I was like, that can't, surely she's going to drive at some stage. Because like, we know no- she can drive, right? There's no plot that she can't drive. <laughs> yeah. They're driving, and they're driving like hours and hours. They're driving across the entire country into Canada. Yeah. He hasn't, he's been driving by himself, hasn't slept in probably Yeah, it's really days. unsafe. And At then, one point in the movie, she and the child get off a bus. Presumably they've been on it for a few days. She slept on that bus, right? Jared Butler, we know... Has, has driven has, through the night. Had, and been attacked. Yeah. Been injured, right? And then Jared Butler gets in and starts driving. And I'm like, this is obscene. Still now. doesn't sleep. It's actually putting the safety of himself, his wife and his child at risk. And no then, one questions it. And then his hand gets grievously burned <laughs> and injured. And he continues to drive. He has the use of one hand. Hasn't slept in days. But I'm a man. So I have to do the driving. But I love um, that if I hadn't pointed it out to you, you'd have never noticed. No, it's insidious it's sexism. totally insidious. And I was it's just, just like, it's so, so stupid. In a, it's particularly in a movie, as you pointed out in which they are very equal build and she is um, she's kick ass she's driving the plot like massively by herself so it's like it just seems so pointless and incidental and I wonder is it just like He's our, he's our star, he's the big star, he's our action guy, he's got to drive. Gotta no, drive. I would say is it's it, that, or, an un, it's, an, it's not even thought about. I would say it's it's such, like, institutional, well, have, insidious sexism that it's just, okay, here's a driving scene, Jared's driving. Obviously, but that's, what, no that's what I mean, it would have to be thought about, because it was like, they were placed in those no, no, positions. But it, no, but not thought about, shooting. though, just like, okay, Jared, you're driving, and now you, you're in the driver's seat, even though he's sleep deprived and yeah. has no, no hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyway. it, but when we so kind of some of the specifics we were talking about like at very early on in the movie it's like oh this kid has an insulin pump and I was like to Dave oh here we go there's going to be an insulin pump plot I didn't expect like because at the start of the movie which is quite fun they basically get this alert on their telly and on the phone to be like you have been selected to go to this oh God, bunker this is such a good idea that it's created they, they, they create this discrepancy between uh people this it's, they, they, basically this class system emerges in the middle of this yeah. crisis which is all literally you're labeled like you've got a um a wristband which can which can save your life it's kind of like and a vaccine passport a little bit like and and the the movie plays on that concept really well for the first half and um you know the, 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 the what people would go to to, to take those wristbands but what um, really surprised me about it is and again I hadn't seen the trailer right so I was working off nothing here just my own um, presuppositions about these sorts of movies 
I never dreamed that the whole plot of the movie was just them getting to the bunker. So when they were on the... I thought it was going to happen at some point down the line they'll be in the bumper and they'll run out of insulin. No! This sh- the insulin plot is like... They get to the aeroplane that's supposed to bring them to the bunker. The kid leaves his bloody insulin in the car. No. Jared Butler goes back to get it. And from that point, for like at least half of the movie, he's then separated from his family. And like, that, that's when I started getting really upset. Like, I, I knew they'd never let anything bad happen to the kid. Like, the you know, the kid... Like, I knew the kid was going to get insulin I, from I somewhere. Wa- I wasn't so sure. When when that <laughs> couple, in the, in, the, in the most horrendous scene, the heart-wrenching scene of this movie, when that couple drive away with the kid um, Oh, my God. In the back. Yeah, so the wife and the kid are split up from Jared Butler. They end up in a situation where they... This seemingly nice and normal couple, and I actually think they were nice and normal, pick them up in the car. But then the, the man who is driving spots that they have wristbands and you just see the cogs start turning yeah. and it's that thing of like what and you think about it, it was what would believable. you do to save your family and if we didn't have wristbands and someone else did we don't know how we'd act but what was really interesting is that you could um, the, the way that he as a as a person was trying to justify it externally yeah to him is, but almost he's trying to convince himself this is for the best we can help your child you know while he's literally <laughs> dragging a mother he dragged her out of the car in, in what is just it's horrific honestly one of the most awful things I've seen and it happens so quickly he literally stops the car drags her out of the car throws her at the side of a motorway yeah. and they just get in and drive away and that was when I was like I'm going to get sick at that and I was the same and at that point I was like what type of movie is this because this either goes two ways and one is one is like this will be resolved and we'll get our happy ending and and that's kind of what I naturally wanted and then the other the other side of is is this just a movie that's going to lean into its darkness and it's like the world is collapsing and people are awful um, they did a really good job and of kind think, of both with this plot I think well I think by going for the first option which is the one I wanted the one we got the happy ending it kind of lost its credibility or well, believability let's leave like the she, ending for a minute because let's continue finds, yeah what? but just immediately after that she finds she's reunited with the boy very very quickly it wasn't that quickly like okay we know they're all on the same road to the same place they're going to hit the same roadblock right like I think this movie you had the same stretched, set as the first roadblock I think yeah we did that's what economical user <laughs> sets they yeah. all look the same um I actually think they kind of dragged the kid being separated from his parents out about as long as you could before you're talking about a really fucked up film. Yeah, I guess. And what I absolutely loved is they get to the next checkpoint and the two new fake parents are like, oh, this is our son we're going through. And it's the kid's petrified. He's shaking. He's crying. And the man said to him, like, you know, your mom will be okay if you if you, if we take you kind of thing. Like, very threatening. And... And then the kid finally speaks up and he goes, they're not my parents. He's such a good actor. He goes, they're not yeah. my parents. They're not my parents. They took me from my that parents. That was a real punch the air we moment like, where you're like, yes, yes good on you, so kid. So the kid was a hero. So the kid saved himself. The woman was saving herself and the kid. Jared Butler was saving himself. And I was like, it just felt like, they felt like a very rounded yeah, nobody, family. You're right. Nobody's being rescued per se. Everyone is enabling their own... Um, their own personal And it's like, victories. I think in real life, I, I really do think in real life, the kid probably wouldn't have stood up and I wouldn't, of course, would and never you would never hold that against a child because it's a fucked up situation to be in. But um, I think that but, was that real punch the air moment. And then when she finally found the kid and then of course someone said, and look, here's two weeks worth of insulin for you to take away. And then Dave and I were like, wait, in the, in the American health system, I believe they don't just hand out free medicine to people. 
but they're well, doing it in I, the middle of well, I, no, what I said to you in that moment was like the American healthcare system is like in infamous for being like awful not- it's notorious for being like very difficult to get treated on or you come out with an insane amount of debts or you just don't get treated you, we all we all know we all know these things and all the, the I- institutional problems with healthcare in America but yet in one of the biggest crises <laughs> the world is ending they've solved all the healthcare issues that's all they needed and it's just like hey no. everybody but look so, and, but, but what about we totally backtracked but, on but the actually that- sorry on that point you could also argue that when you take away insurance and funding and healthcare and all these things that 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 like that are inhibiting yeah. that that long term and they're all going to die in a few days then it's like it probably does make sense that it's like hey we're good people we're doctors and we have all this medicine so you're going to get treated instantly and when they were like and I thought it was really interesting when they were like earlier on you know people with long term illnesses can't come on the bunker and it's really sad and awful but you can kind of think okay pragmatically I guess that makes sense because they wouldn't have the medicine with them right like well yeah and bunker, they're trying to repopulate how is the kid surviving because I still think he only had about eight weeks insulin on him. Well, they... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, all, like, let's not go into every plot, but like, then they finally all get back together again, then they finally get to like uh, Canada or wherever it is where they're going to fly. And then the guy from Mindhunter shows up to be the pilot, which was awesome. And then it's like, at that point, then they get to the bunker where everyone's very happy to let them in. And then... We were like, oh my god, because the kind of earlier on in the film, they had said like, your life flashes before your eyes, before you die. Yeah. And and the and they kind of said something like, every happy memory will 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 happen. And the boy says, why why can't it happen when you're alive? Yeah. Which would be nice. And then at the end, the three of them are in the bunker together, and 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 like we know there's a there's like, Jared Butler by the way has been an awful husband and cheated on his wife. And she's like, I forgive you, fine. Then the three of them are together just embracing. And, like, I was just bawling, crying, because it was like, the kid looks really like our son, Elliot. He's got, like, the exact same hair as him and stuff. And, like, I was so... I was like, oh, my God, this montage is really beautiful. And we both said, oh, this is so powerful, because what's going to happen is it's just going to go black, and we'll never know if they survived or not. (laughs) And we were like, this isn't... And and it won't matter, because... People, they were together at the end or at the beginning yeah uh, and either way our goal was only ever for the three of them to be together our goal as a viewer wasn't and we both, I don't and care we about both the credited the movie with this brilliant ending which they had come up with yeah and then and then, the, that didn't <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie was like do you know what we need monuments well, I wonder what's happening to the, to the actually, Sydney Opera House I actually I wa- said to Dave I wonder, what the, I wonder what the Eiffel Tower would look like I actually let's said cram to them Dave, all in I said to Dave earlier in the movie isn't it so great to watch an action movie <laughs> We were not like, here's the Eiffel Tower, here's the Sydney Opera House, like, here's the Great Wall of China, and it was like, oh no, it's like they there got we to the, go. It's like this movie got to the finish line <laughs> and it like had absolutely smashed it, did like beat its own record. It would be like great entry into the disaster films, but it's like, oh, hang on, what if we saw the White House explode? <laughs> <laughs> they initially took footage from other disaster like, movies and just slightly repurposed But also it. then their budget it's like how much of your budget went into that did no. you just have a lot of budget that was just still imagery of it monuments it didn't look good it looked off it was so like, it's like it was what awful. are you doing and movie? then and then we're like and okay then, and then it got worse because it was then it was like them emerging <laughs> from the chaos and already plants or birds are singing no a bird went by and bird. they were like the birds are singing there's again there's hope but and I'm like, like oh. no, you had hope when you gave us your nice montage a minute ago. I wonder if anyway. there was like, that was the original ending. And then it was like some studio executive somewhere went, 
No, but what I happened? Know. But what happened to the world? <laughs> It'd be like it, that same studio executive said that about uh, the end of Inception, which I won't spoil. It's probably like. I just think. But what happened? Honestly, if they hadn't done it, I'd have been sitting there going, "Okay, it's wonderful that you all made it back together and that you had this incredible moment where your lives flashed before your eyes and Jared Butler's completely repented for his sins and and you know all the rest of it." But like, what happened? The Sydney Opera House. I just like it's a burning question. (laughs) (laughs) Is everyone in Sydney okay? And they also then made a point of like showing us a map and all little dots lighting up on the map and to be like Moscow here, (laughs) China speaking. Awful as well. We're all alive. (laughs) Everyone made it. All of this is completely fine. (laughs) Um, Also, I just have to say on one note for like earlier on in the movie when Jared Butler goes and steals someone's car and he leaves them a note and says like I will return this car. I'm like, do you know what that was? kind of shitty because they actually might have needed that car Jared Butler and now you're never returning it there's a whole other movie where they're also trying to get to Greenland <laughs> and then they're like they finally got their wristbands and they get home and their car's been stolen it was actually really embarrassing of me because it was only when someone was like we're getting over the border because we're going to fly to Greenland I was like oh Greenland that's the name of this movie and is that partially because like you've not gone to the cinema you've not bought a ticket you don't even remember the name of what you're watching it's just like there's the Jared Butler movie that's on Amazon Prime uh, I mean I'd argue you and I have paid money to go to the movies for movies you can't even remember the name of going in <laughs> or going out do you remember when we went to see Rampage and you kept calling it Skyscraper Yes, the other, was, the other, the rock movie. But that movie was incredibly that confusing because they were like the same movie as us. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I digress. Have you anything left to say on Greenland? Yes, the I country, do. I do. And the movie. So, so Jared Butler, our guy, is like this absolute, like, just noble dude, like from beginning to end. Except that we find out leaves. he was cheating on his wife. Well, except for that, yeah. Only through but, her father as well, which is like I don't know. That was all a bit sexist. But but he um the uh, he leaves the note as you say for this car. He's that kind of person, you know. He'll always kind of try and do the right thing if you can Uh, but yet at one stage his neighbour tells him please call me if you find out anything about how to save our lives and he says I will and then he doesn't but he can't because he's trying to phone his wife to meet up with her to give their son insulin he can't even phone the wife so he's not going to phone the neighbour no because he's in the dad's house and the dad has a working landline who receives a call from the wife to say where to pick (laughs) him up so I'm not I'm saying it was just a little bit of an oversight on his arm he could have just told him like if you can get to X location there are planes leaving also like it was kind of sad because it was like they were like they had to keep drive through the neighbourhood and everyone knew that they'd been selected and everyone's trying to jump and one woman is like take my daughter oh, just take my daughter that's you're the like, kind of stuff where you're just like this is and then later on they're trying to get cars to stop for them and they won't stop for them and it's just like oh god it's all miserable that's why that's why this move by dealing with things like that on a tiny tiny level it's way more interesting and impactful like that at that dilemma than the what's happening in the equivalent of this movie so if you had that you could have the same situation like asteroids are hitting earth but if we set it in the white house and there's scientists trying to stop it and it's like we need bruce willis to go up there with a mining crew and do you know what i mean yeah. suddenly that's the, the stakes are so big there that they're not interested yeah exactly yeah but i think we've talked about greenland a lot yeah we got it we really rinsed it yeah um, and at the start of this podcast i was like i've already forgotten it i've nothing to say and I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, Thank go, you. Go check out Jared Butler's entire uh, oeuvre, oeuvre of work. <laughs> and if you haven't already done so, we haven't asked in a while, we would greatly appreciate it if you have access to Apple Podcasts that you would subscribe to us and rate us. Cause or we, whatever you're listening to, subscribe. Whatever you're listening to, but Apple Podcasts is the currency of podcasting, you know, for good or bad. So... 
if you've access to it please rate and subscribe us there we really appreciate it and of course um, head over to Patreon to find more movie and TV reviews yeah and you can let us know what you thought of Greenland or whatever else uh, at, at the Cinemile on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram or the Cinemile at gmail.com bye bye if you are hearing this Seek shelter immediately. Seek shelter immediately. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.